What if your personal or business brand was so focused and so on target that it was easy for everyone in your organization to understand? What if you connected with your clients on an emotional level so deeply that they never forgot you? This is what the most successful brands in the world do. It's not about ad budgets. It's about developing a consistent brand, no matter the industry, location, or size of the company. Discover your brand and create an amazing, foolproof marketing strategy. This is the Brand Archetypes Podcast, hosted by Kevin Skerritt and Amy Zander, owners of BrandArchetypes.com. Join them on a journey to discover your most powerful, true brand. Welcome back to the Brand Archetypes Podcast. Hey, Amy, how's it going? Isn't it a fabulous day? I am super, super, super excited about today's podcast. How about you? Are you excited too? I mean, this is going to be epic. This is going to be epic. Let's do this. Whoa, Kevin. You sound a little revved up. I mean, more than usual. What's up? (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, Since last week we were talking about the low energy archetypes, today we're talking about the high energy archetypes, and I thought I would just... Get into the right mindset. I don't know. What do you think? Am I? Am I? Am I there? Am I there? Am I there? Yeah, I, th- I, there? I think you're there, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, okay, listeners. While Kevin goes to get himself some more coffee, oh yeah. All right, I will go ahead and let you in on the topic of the day. Today, we're going to talk about the high energy archetypes. Those choice few where being high energy is a strategic decision and can, when done properly, lead to. St- super strong brand strategies and higher levels of excitement for you, your products and your services. Woohoo. Yeah, yes. woohoo. So just to just to clarify, high energy does not mean you need to come across as loony. Uh how you doing? <laughs> what, are you trying to say something? Yeah, yeah, how you doing, Kevin? <laughs> I'm doing great and I'm not necessarily more more or less lonely than usual. <laughs> hey, uh, did you know that if you eat coffee grounds, it saves you time and it just gives you that added boost? <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you do that this morning, Kevin? <laughs> okay. So, Amy, like our review of low-energy archetypes in our last podcast, I-, I think it's probably best if we just start out by listing the ones that we're talking about. So, which ones do you think of? It's high energy. Well, the top of the list would, of course, be the jester. And I think you've demonstrated that for us very well today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'd also include the hero and the lover. Well, or at least part of the lover. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I can't argue with that one bit. So that kind of leaves us with five archetypes. We had four on our low energy list last week. We got three on the high energy list this week. So the ones that are kind of middle of the road, artist, outlaw, magician, explorer, and ruler, that would be on our medium energy list, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure we'll do an episode on these as there's like really no specific strategy to either high or low energy. Basically, by picking one of the medium energy archetypes, you're simply saying the energy level isn't really going to be a focal point for your strategy. Yeah. It's just they don't really care about it. Right. You You can be whatever you want to be, but... We're not even going to look at that. Right. Okay, so I, I kind of get what you're saying. But let's point out that by being middle of the road, you might still have high-energy competitors and that they're going to claim that you're not exciting enough. Or you might have low-energy competitors complaining that you're just still a little bit too much out there. And that's okay. You're always going to have competitors going up against you regardless of what direction you choose. 
Uh, and if you do pick a middle energy, medium energy archetype, you're not concerned about all of that stuff anyway. So uh, you're all good. Yeah. So let's go back to our high energy stuff. So Yeah. Okay. So for these three, let's talk about the pros and cons and, and I'll start. So One of the cons is super high energy brands can be portrayed as unpredictable, immature, not serious, a lack of trustworthiness that comes kind of along with that silliness sometimes. But let me kind of like you said, we will all always have competitors who frame us in an unflattering way. So when this happens, just trust your strategy, stay true to it. And know that you're on the right track. You can succeed more by leaning into your strategy, not reacting to every competitor or letting yourself be put back on your heels by making you reactionary and trying to please everybody. So stay true to your school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Girls rule, boys rule. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Still being a little bit too much of a jest today. Coffee is really kicking in, by the way. It's good. Good, It's good. good. Okay. So uh, let me, let me, uh, Continue on, an obvious pro of having a high energy, and this is from 25 years or 27 years of running a Jester brand. It's having high energy, it's it's, it's having a high energy brand is super fun. I mean, super fun. I can't imagine trying to be myself, I can't imagine being anything but a Jester, not because it's just natural to me, which it is, but it's just so much fun. And the idea is so important I suggest that this can kind of be a barometer on, on uh, if you're staying true to your set, tra- your, st- your own strategy. So, for example, you might want to talk at some point about customer service or something soft and warm and fuzzy like that, and there's nothing wrong with that, unless for that one marketing piece, you're drawn to a low-energy message. Again, don't do that. So, again, the pro is that by adopting a high energy brand like the hero or the jester what happens is you tend to stay more on track right i'd agree with that i mean similar to that fun aspect there's something that happens in marketing for a lot of people that has nothing to do with your brand strategy there may be people in your organization that have fairly high energy personalities like the sales team in particular usually and they need to feel that you know or they tend to feel that all the marketing should be super high energy, right? Because they're high energy. Yeah. But if these individuals are working for a high energy brand, there's no problem. But if you put them into a group that has chosen a low energy approach, they will tend to push back, sometimes pretty hard. So <laughs> yeah. so the benefit is that there, there are in almost all organizations people who think and behave this way. So if you pick a high energy archetype, you'll find you don't need to fight against these natural inclinations so much. Yeah, it, and uh, I, I don't know if you find this to be true, but those super high-energy, very extroverted sales type B people, uh, they tend to wear their opinions out on their sleeve. No. And so what yeah, are you we, yeah when you, so when you said sometimes hard pushback, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, will, they will absolutely tell you that uh, being soft and warm and fuzzy is the wrong way to do marketing. Well, that's not true, as we've hopefully demonstrated in our last 78 episodes. <laughs> right, yep. So I, I've got one more benefit okay. that kind of fits with this fun, energetic approach. I think that a lot of high-energy marketing pieces and campaigns, they tend to be a bit more memorable than the less energetic ones. I don't know, do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not a hard and fast rule. It's kind of more of a concept that you just need to keep in mind. 
you know, which is more memorable for you? The, the Maytag man, man sitting next to a washing machine waiting for someone to call or that little old lady portraying the Queen of England saying, I put that <laughs> on everything, like in the Frank's Red Hot Sauce <laughs> ad, right? <laughs> so yeah. I would say that the, 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 uh, the uh, Queen of England ripping out an S-bomb is a little bit more <laughs> memorable than that Maytag guy. <laughs> sure, but the flip side of that, though, is that the lower energy uh, archetypes tend to pull your heartstrings a little bit more. Yeah. Which can can definitely also be memorable for sure, right? So, and can yeah. convey more uh, kind of congeniality, more uh, hominess, more right. trustworthiness, more comfort. Yeah. And so yes, I'm not saying that the the uh, a slightly less uh, memorable campaign is not uh, less powerful. Right. Like, no, I know. I know. I was just clarifying yeah. that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yep. yep. Anything else from you? Um. Well, yeah, I mean, if we take a look at the three we've listed, the jester, the hero, the lover, and if you consider the underlying motions of each of these, you'll easily find humor in the jester, success in the hero, and love and passion in the lover. What mm-hmm. ideas are more important to us as human beings than these three concepts? I mean, though, you know, we want to laugh, we want to be successful, and we want love, right? That's all what we're all yeah, seeking. So, kind of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Right, yep. Yeah. yeah, so this important idea is reflected in the fact that these are three of the top five most frequently selected archetypes. And mm-hmm. this is reflective of the fact that, yeah, people are naturally drawn to the higher energy archetypes, but we should also point out that these tend to be a little easier. So, I, I mean, I know like the gesture comes really easy for you. It's part of your personality and yeah. that kind of thing. It would yeah. That wouldn't be so easy for me. I mean, I can be funny sometimes, but I don't think I can be funny right. all the time. So to say that they're a little easier... I think maybe across the board that might be true, but not on an individual level. Well, that, I think that's exactly what I'm saying yeah. is across the board, they are generally a little easier. But the easiest archetype for you personally is the one that you can embrace. Right. Right. So, But if you really aren't drawn to anyone and you're, you're, you're working with a team that's trying to evaluate this process and zero in on one or two, right? Yeah. What you might find is a group that the higher energy ones are there. There are the part of the pros that we've been outlining today. I think make an argument that the higher energy ones will tend to be easier from a marketing perspective. Yeah, and not easier from a brand perspective. Right. Yep. True. And and like you said, I mean, they are three of the most popular top five for sure. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I agree with all of that. In yeah. fact, I. I'll, I'll point out an impression that I have, and it'd be interesting to do a little study to see if this is actually true and it can be based on data, not just my personal opinion. But my impression is that, uh, that organizations that pick any of these high-energy archetypes, they do tend to stay on track. They don't dilute their brands with off-brand campaigns and off-brand messaging. So I guess the study would be, let's take a look at at uh, the the percentage of quote unquote brand mistakes, mm. you know, that would be that would be a deep dive. I yeah. think, and you'd have to ask a lot of people a lot of questions to get statistical validity out of that. But it would be really interesting. I, you know, I've, there are a lot of things within the world of brand that have not really been analyzed deeply, and I think that's kind of a, a no brainer there. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I I can buy that though. I mean, these these three brands are very um 
energetic and they're very powerful and they're you're either funny or you're not you're either you're either successful or you're not you're either passionate or you're not there's not a whole lot of gray area yeah 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 yeah. and and i think it's that energy level that uh that and like what you were saying the the underlying core emotions of love and success and and fun, right? right? Humor, right? That those are we're we're just so drawn to them as, as humans that it 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 makes sense that these are at or near the top of the list, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, so uh, I we hope we've given you a little bit of an argument of why you might want to pick a high energy archetype if you have not uh, done so already. Um, something to think about. So uh, Amy, why don't you give us a wrap up and uh, serve us up some mayhem? Yeah, all right. So if you are considering a high energy archetype or if after taking the free questionnaire at brandarchetypes.com, you find one or more high energy archetypes on your shortlist, you might still have questions. So feel free to contact us, of course, and follow us at Brand Archetypes. And so now a little bit of mayhem. This is definitely, definitely a high end, high end, or I should say high energy gesture brand. But I just, I just want to start by saying no, no, no. Okay, okay, now hold on. I don't like it. I think it's ridiculous. When I saw this, I thought you were playing a joke on me. I realized that there's no way that this brand, this is a big, big multinational, multi-gajillion dollar international brand. Everyone who's listening will recognize. And I cannot believe this is an actual ad. This is just, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, pretty straightforward. Okay, so you said it's Jester. It is by the Burger King company. Burger King people. Just say yep. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's basically they're they're pitching their their new sub sandwiches, right? This, I mean, so, it's it's uh, not a recent ad. I mean, I think it's a few years old, but yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. At any point in time, and what yeah. this is nineteen fifties or <laughs> ni- you know twenty twenty one. It doesn't matter. This. <laughs> oh. Okay, so this is a visual. So for those of us, if we've piqued your interest to really get this, you have to see it. So go to to brandarchetypes.com, Go to our our 79th podcast up in the main menu you can go to podcast and it's high energy archetypes and scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see the, the ad so burger king go, go ahead amy all right just describe it so there's a woman you see the side of her face her mouth is wide open she's about to maybe it's, a, uh, it's a like oh, oh whoa. her mouth is yeah. open bright red lipstick and she looks like she's about to bite into this um, BK Super Seven Incher sandwich, and uh, the th- oh, you mean you mean the sand? It's not that the the sandwich is is seven inches long. They, they wouldn't actually dare to actually call it a Super Seven Incher, would they, Amy? No, they do the BK Super <laughs> Seven Incher, and it so, says it'll and, and, blow and your mind away. It'll blow your mind away. No, it just n- no. <laughs> and the little blurb above that it says it just tastes better. <laughs> oh. It just said it'll blow your mind away, and so the two biggest words on the page are "it'll blow." It'll blow. Yeah. Uh, so, not that there's any sexual reference here no. in any way, shape, or form. Mm, no, not no. We're not saying that. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. I just yes, this is this is uh, this probably really offended a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, if you're a jester, this perfectly. <laughs> Perfectly. I mean, I mean, dovetailed 
perfectly in alignment with our claim that if you're a jester brand, you got to go up to the edge and jump over it. Yeah. There's no pussing of fo- pussyfooting around with a jester brand. Right. So be bold, go out to that edge. Offend some people daring. and then you're doing the oh, right yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty, uh, pretty uh, shocked when I saw this, but. You know Ooh, what? it's hard to shock Burger. you, Kevin. <laughs> I know, but Burger, but Burger. I mean, it's just. Well, I, I'm, I'm shocked not by its lack of humor. It's, <laughs> it's. I think as if you're going to try to pull off this ad concept, this is about as good as you can get. Right. I think, right? Yeah. With because you you have to go up to the point and not be completely offensive. You only have to offend ten or fifteen percent of the people who ever see it. If you start offending half the people or more, you've gone too far. Right. right? Sure, sure, sure. But you have to be brave enough to test those waters. That's really the point I'm making. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Burger King did it. Knocked it out of the park. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, we have an interview next week, I do believe. We we? do. Yeah. We do. So I'm looking forward to that, talking to someone new about archetype branding and uh, another marketing branding pro yeah so look forward to that amy thanks so much for your time today yeah thank you uh, kevin we'll we'll talk to you next all righty you've been listening to the brand archetypes podcast are you ready to discover your company's archetype check out brandarchetypes.com where you can download the book find out about archetype specific strategies connect with us on social media and sign up for our newsletter 